welcome to episode four of Select Match Type. I'm Simon Cowgill, joined as ever by Christopher Ellis. Chris, how are you? I'm oh, not too bad, Si. Thank you very much for asking yourself. Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, it's been a bit a bit has happened in the wrestling world since we've uh, got together. So Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are now executive directors of Raw and SmackDown. So we're back in Thoughts? the 90s. Well, well, back in the like mid-2000s, yeah. It's the opposite way around, though, so Paul Heyman has to be on SmackDown. You remember the days of like Eddie, Ray, Benoit, Edge, like the glory years for SmackDown, essentially, wasn't it? Great years. Although, yeah. I, was li- I was listening to, I do believe it was Gorilla Position podcast, where they were saying that actually Eric Bischoff's never been part of the creative team for WWE. Oh, really? But ignore that, listen to our podcast, not theirs, but... <laughs> Other than that, so he's never been involved in the creative. No, side. apparently he's just hired just as a uh, just as a face, but never character. actually part of the creative. Never part of the creative team. I wonder if that was the same with WCW. No, apparently very, very, very much in charge of the creative part there, but not just not wanted for that particular uh, need in WWE when they brought him in. Well, WCW didn't work out too well for them in the end, did it? So uh, maybe it's uh, a good mess. job. Maybe it's a good job. Yeah. But it's always good to see Paul Heyman back. But even when he's, he's great on screen and a great wrestling mind. Yeah. As evidenced by the couple last couple of weeks. Uh, last couple shows. of weeks of Raw, yeah. yeah. Uh, that links in with the second piece of news, and this feels like it'll be the case for many years to come. But Brock Lesnar is once again champion. <laughs> <laughs> you could come back in five years' time, and Brock Lesnar will still be champion. I'm well, assuming. I, I think his UFC contract is now. Oh, I think he's finished with UFC. Oh, is he? Okay. Well, he did have... Um, he had like a month off from WWE to go and have a UFC fight a couple of years ago, I think. So yeah. I think they're just willing to let him go and do do his own thing because why not? Yeah, I've just, got a feel, I've just got a feeling his contract's now up, which is why we've seen... Now we see him back in WWE. And I'm not sure how that's going to work with him now being on Raw, with Heyman not only being his advisor, manager, whatever you want to call him, and now being the head yeah, overall. It is a bit weird, but I thought um, Heyman would step away from being his on-screen personality a bit, but obviously not. He's going to be front and centre for all those three shows a year that Lesnar appears on. So. I think we may end up with an authority-style storyline. Possibly. No, and no one wants that. <laughs> Another authority to, to run rough shot. Exactly. Yeah, so... Um, our episode this week um, is the first ladder match that we focused on where we aren't looking at a title match. Um, the year's 2005, um, it's SummerSlam, and it's Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio for the custody of Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic. Um, the build-up to this was basically that um, Re- uh, Eddie Guerrero, a few months after he'd won the title, um, after his huge face pushed, had turned heel, um, and he was threatening to drop a secret about um, Rey Mysterio. Uh, so they had a match, and basically the stipulation was that if Rey beat Eddie Guerrero, he would keep that secret. Rey beat him, but um, as his catchphrase goes, he lied. He cheats, he steals. Exactly. People used to love that. When he does it fully, they, they complain about uh, it. Exactly. When he's, when he's doing it, and he's, he's grabbing the ropes, and he's... He's doing those little cheeky things when he's destroying entire marriages and lives. And that's a different matter. When he's hitting people over the head with a chair, then throwing the chair on the ground and lying down, that's comedic. When he's ruining a family, different story. Um, yeah, so on the back of that, Eddie um, 
basically reveals that he is the biological father of Ray's son, Dominic, and uh, serves custody papers. Um, while that's happening, Ray, uh, Ray basically goads him into uh, a match by calling him a chicken shit, and he didn't like that. He didn't like that. If if there's one thing that Eddie Guerrero isn't, as he clearly states, he is not a chicken shit. He is not a chicken shit. He is, a, he is a, your pappy. I'm your pappy. I'm your pappy. Um, yeah, so they have they set up a ladder match for SummerSlam uh, with the custody papers above the ring. Um, it's interesting to know what the, the two wrestlers' wives and the rest of their families think about this. What does um, Dominic's mother, for example, think of the whole scenario? I'm, 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 I'd like to think they they were made aware. I don't know if they would break kayfabe, but I'm assuming they didn't just try to Eddie Guerrero didn't just try to adopt Dominic by winning the match. Just hey, he comes home from a taping of SmackDown. We've got an extra son, Eddie. What's happening here? <laughs> it's Mysterio trying to explain away why Dominic is just dis- no, he's around his oh, yeah. he's around his somewhere. I saw him a minute ago. You must have just missed him. Yeah, that's a good point. Um... Good yes. promo package for this though. It was a really good build-up package. It pretty clearly identified every single step of the the, the build, which was handy for <laughs> me because I didn't. Have, uh, although I'd read up on it, it basically it's hard explained to remember. everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, so we head over to SummerSlam. Um, Eddie Guerrero comes out first. He's got slightly different, more heel music than he had um, when he's when he's champion in his big. Yeah, he still had the live cheat steel, but it's gone. It's gone from the big kind of Mex, big kind of Mexicana kind of flavor to kind of more of a hip hop kind of yeah, like a low, low energy version of yeah. the same song. Uh, he also doesn't come out in his low rider, which I was very disappointed in. But what's he going to take Dominic home in if he wins? <laughs> and he also looks like he's come out with the wrong body. He's jacked. He is huge. Um, Rey Mysterio then comes out for the, the biggest match of his life. He should be absolutely focused. Gets fired out of the stage with fireworks. So he's he's had time to organise that before. Again, it's K-Fabe doesn't exist at this time. It's admin. Number one, get the get the adoption documents drawn up, given the briefcase. Number two, sort out your pyro. <laughs> exactly. Um, one thing you mentioned uh, as they were coming down, the crowd just seemed completely flat. Like there's no um, there's heat for Guerrero whatsoever. There's not really any cheers, um, for, cheers for for Ray. Um, I guess it's on the back of so this is SummerSlam 2005. Um, the main event we'll probably talk about a bit later because it's one of my favourite matches ever. But the match that precedes this one is Matt Hardy versus Edge, which. I think it's, that's after the Lita angle, isn't it? Yeah, it's so quite it's, it's quite brutal. It quite I mean Matt Matt bleeds a lot on it. He gets carried. He gets pretty much escorted out of the ring, unable to stand by the time we get to the end of it, bleeding everywhere. So whether the crowd whether the crowd were a bit worn out after that, or whether they just really didn't care about the Mysterio, yeah. Mysterio Guerrero angle. It does seem odd positioning to have. Um, two supposedly incredibly personal feuds um, one after the other you'd think there'd be something to break it up you'd have thought so I can't remember what the rest of the card was like though so I'm um, not sure else was on there well at this sort of time like you'd have Batista Cena yeah um, just trying to think the rest of the matches on the matches, page yeah. yeah never mind but as you say it is, it, I'm sure there should have been something on there that could have broken broken those two matches 
The, bu- the buggy up. man was around at this time. Yeah, stick so. him in there, do <laughs> a segment. Get him to yeah. go down, go down, eat some worms, and then yeah. just crack on. Um, so the, the the ring bells, and they're just sat, well, stood, rather. It'd be weird if they were sat in the ring. They're just stood in the ring, um, sort of shouting each other. Eddie um, gets the first shot in, and Michael Cole describes it as a cheap shot. No, the bell was rung. We're face to face. I'm free to give you a punch or a kick. And he, throw, he throws a knee into the ribs. It's not like yeah. he, low, he doesn't low blow him or poke him in the eye. Which we have seen from Eddie Guerrero, and he's more than capable of that sort of thing in the past. So, yeah. Um, so, we'll talk about some of the stop spots. So, it was pretty fast paced, non stop action, this one. It was as if they were just having a cruiserweight match, and there happened to be ladders that they could batter each other with a yeah, jump off yeah no rest holds on this one it comes I think it comes in a fairly short time compared to the rest of the ladder matches we've seen it doesn't feel doesn't feel a particularly long match no I guess that's partly because they're so these two are a crew well Rey Mysterio is definitely a cruiser Eddie I don't think you could describe that at, cruiser at, this, point, at no. this point in his career but yeah so there's bits where um, Eddie climbs the um, the the ladder at the start of the match. Um, Ray goes from the outside, springboard, springboards off the top rope and drop kicks um, Eddie off the top of the ladder. Don't think we've seen any springboard action off off ropes before this match. No. But yes, definitely fits the sort of lucha style that that both of them mm-hmm. pretty much made famous. The seat um, is sent on to the outside beautifully done. Yeah, definitely. He sort of lands gooch first uh, on <laughs> Guerrero's head. I'm not. He lands on his head and then just drives it into the ground. There's, it must be a very difficult bump to take that because you have you, to go back at that. Is that because yeah. if you go too early, it looks ridiculous. You just fall over as he jumps. However, if you go too late, you should take that full impact on your neck. Yeah, maybe that's why Guerrero's neck was just so huge. He just maybe. looked at it. We're going to do this far. I better get. I better get those neck presses in. He had to build up to make sure he didn't die from this one particular spot. Um, other spots then, so Ray um, and Eddie are both climbing the ladder. Um, Eddie manages to punch um, Ray's face into the ladder, then jump, flips over the top of him as if he's going for a sunset flip into a powerbomb. It's a bit of a botch, though, because he just completely misses him. So Guerrero bangs his arse on the way down, and then Mysterio just falls down I a couple <laughs> of seconds later. I think that, I think they cover it quite well, because it does, it does look like, yeah, you see that Eddie's gone for some set flip and grasps and loses loses his hold on him. But you can see the even that little movement is enough. Yeah. Ray makes it look like that movement's enough to throw him off balance so he falls off the ladder. He does manage just, he does manage to land on sort of the back of his head and, and shoulders, which yeah, made it sound brutal even though it looked a bit Bit off, but they showed about three replays of that as well. Clearly, they they hide your botches. They were quite happy with how, was go- how that was going. Apparently so. Um, other bits then. So um, Ray does a back body drop off the ladder, um, and basically Eddie manages to land on one ladder, which um, knocks the other ladder, and so Ray falls off it and manages to land spine first on the on the leg of it, which. <laughs> Could have gone horribly wrong. He, yeah, he could. He could have gone absolutely anywhere. He la- He lands. If he gets, as I say, he lands back pretty much back first on it. He nearly managed to get his leg tangled in it, which point you'd have seen his leg come off. 
<laughs> yeah. Or it could have been like um, Million Dollar Baby. He just falls like neck first onto the ladder instead of a table stool in the corner. Um, yeah. Taz describes that by saying, "What a mess." Last. <laughs> <laughs> But that's probably the most accurate coming day in throughout the, uh, Possibly. the whole match. Possibly. Um, Both fiercely face the commentary team. You don't get it, you don't get it often. No, so I, they both talk up. Oh, I know exactly how uh, how Ray's feeling. Um, Taz talks about how he could um, imagine what it would be like to to wrestle for for the custody of his sons. I'm not sure how he imagines <laughs> that exactly, but um, and Michael Cole at the start of the match. Um, Reveals that both of his sons were adopted. So. For the first time. That's the how they found out. Is that the first no. time? No. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope you're listening, kids. I thought you meant the audience, yeah, not the no, kids. Yeah, it's like, hey, hey kids, if you're, listening, if, you're, if you're watching this, I've got something to tell you. This is how you learn. This, that's how to do a reveal. Yeah, um, I've mentioned a couple of times the commentators now, so... We haven't got King or JR on, on commentary. No, Vince McMahon. This is the first time on the podcast we've seen Michael Cole and Taz. You get, it doesn't get better listening to Michael Cole this time, no, does it? Michael Cole is not not a good commentator. Although he did describe Seaver as rocking. Well, like, this track rocks. In the most unenthusiastic manner possible. Yeah. This rocks. <laughs> he could have been talking about his, his car. He could have been like, I need new brake pads. Could have been talking about adopting his sons, but who knows? Could have been. It rocks. Um, other spots then. So Ray goes for um, Hurricanrana, but gets sort of dropped backwards over the top of Eddie's head into a ladder. Um, bounces head first off it, makes a pretty brutal noise. One thing about this match, there was very little in terms of spots that we'd seen in every other one so there was a baseball slide but there wasn't the, the other bits ladder bingo ladder bingo yeah exactly um, next thing that happens so Eddie climbs up the ladder and we get Dominic storming into the ring and shaking the ladder shake, 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 shaking shaking is an exaggeration holding Dominic walks in and holds the ladder and for some reason, Eddie Guerrero feels the need to climb back down at this. Oh, I love at Eddie this point. At, at this point. He's so good as a heel. The first thing he says is, don't you know I could have fallen? <laughs> Amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he's basically just shouting at his biological son. Um, my favourite part was, I'm your daddy now, S.A. <laughs> pulled back uh, his hand to slap pulled him. Pulled back his hand to slap him. It, um, I think Ray does take a little bit longer than he should have to get to to Eddie. Yeah, Eddie pulls his hand back a while. Um, To be honest, Eddie is just doing what security should have been doing. Someone has stormed the ring. This is a real threat. Could have had a bomb. Could have had anything. Was it Dash or Dawson in the Bret Hart spot when he gets gets taken down in the ring? Oh, the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I can't remember. It's one of the revivals. I can't think which one it is. And yeah, I'm just sure, like the big as, show gets a few cheap. Yeah, shots and then one of the run of revival absolutely lamps the intruder. That's what we should have seen. One of the, the revivals have <laughs> been around. Eddie Guerrero picks Dominic up, puts him, just smack him. <laughs> he was protecting you, Ray Mysterio, if anything. Um, yeah, so Ray breaks it up, um, does a drop toe hold into um, the ladder that's propped up against the ropes, and then we get a six one nine into the ladder. Um, Eddie falls backwards, keeps the ladder on top of him, which is very nice, uh, nice of him. And then we get a West Coast pop. Um, again, lots of springboard offense in this. Um, Ray then goes to climb up. We get Eddie 
climbing up behind him, gets him on his shoulders, takes him up past the top of the, the ladder for an electric chair. Um, Ray manages to roll through and power bombs him off the ladder, which was a very slick move. I it thought. looked really, it looked really good. The, the way that Eddie, oh, sorry, the way that Mysterio rolls around to reverse it from his in the electric chair looks smooth as. Yeah, it's really good. You can tell these guys. Um, so I thought they'd worked together hundreds of times previously, but Michael Cole uh, says a few times that. Eddie Guerrero has never beaten Rey Mysterio. He's not on six against him. Maybe that's just in WWE. WWE. Yeah, I imagine yeah. that on the Indies and down south, they must have worked together. They both came through WCW together. Yeah. So, yeah, you thought they would have worked. And I'd, I'm not sure Michael Cole would have watched any indie or WCW wrestling. So. I'm not sure he watches the product itself. <laughs> he just has... Um, <laughs> commentary uh, streamed into his ears from Vince McMahon and reads his notes but yeah um, th- that's our Michael Cole bashing for this week <laughs> Taz has got off lightly I feel here because he's I, protected I, I, by I, Michael Cole I like Taz generally even when he's an idiot at least he's entertaining yeah um, other bits so we get Ray climbing onto the um, climbing up onto the ladder but um Manny goes to grab the briefcase but just uh, holds onto the hook. Eddie pulls the ladder out from him. Um, Ray manages to, oh sorry, Ray drops off the um, off the hook then, and Guerrero manages him to get into a power bomb. Um, back to Michael Kobashim. He calls it a spine buster he twice. Just... <laughs> it's your job to be able to call these moves. Yeah, he's even when they showed a replay. Still, yeah, that's a spine buster. Um, nice. The crowd that. did pop pretty big for that because, yeah, we've seen... So this is after the, the spear from um, Jeff Hardy dangling. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they popped pretty big because I don't think we've seen a, a drop into a power bomb. Uh, we then get almost an identical spot, which <laughs> I thought was a bit unnecessary, but the other way around. Um, so Eddie drops after Rey Mysterio's um, moved the ladder. He just lands on his, on his legs, basically. They try and... Uh, sell the fact that it's going to hurt his knee but it doesn't look that, that bad either. no they, he was selling the knee a lot though during this yeah. during this match Mysterio is this the well it, I guess this isn't that long until Mysterio um, has to leave for whatever it is like his 200th knee replacement <laughs> yeah yeah true mm. he does he does go through knees like we go through baseball slides in, in the ladder I imagine well worked in there, Chris. I like it. Um, we then get Eddie Guerrero doing his three amigos, the triple suplexes. I used to love that. Um, I think it was like Raw versus SmackDown 2007. I whenever I created a character, they they would always have that, and then the multiple German suplexes as well. The last the last one onto the ladder looks absolutely brilliant and yeah, sounds great. Yeah, again the the crowd seem to have woken up at this point in the match as well, which is nice. Um, Ray's then in the corner, so. Guerrero goes to climb the ladder. This is probably the one point where we do see lots of um, stereotypical ladder shenanigans. So he, he takes forever to get up there. So much so to the point where Vicky, Vicky Guerrero manages to run down in high heels. Um, she looks completely different from her later personality on TV where she's... Like, yeah, it's really weird. So like, cheap. She seems to go... I think she's just darkened the hair when she does the later... Yeah, later she looks... Run. Yeah, a lot younger though, considering well, it's not that far away. Six, four years ago, something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Vicky Guerrero comes out and pushes Eddie off the ladder. Um, both Cole and Taz are congratulating her. Um, Ray goes to climb, but I think, and I don't know if this is a timing thing or whether they were actually supposed to do it, but Guerrero looks like he can get back up the ladder, so Vicky Guerrero has to pin him down. <laughs> I think she, I think they wanted her to do. Okay. They wanted. It's when it looks ridiculous to begin with because Ray starts to climb. And she just grabs hold of Eddie yeah. as if she could actually hold Eddie back for him. Not Eddie at this size. No. <laughs> and then when she then jumps on, no, when she then falls on his back, that's absolutely fine because that's going to be an issue when you're trying to try to climb up. Yeah. But yeah, before that looks a little, a little bit ridiculous. But I'm quite, I'm quite happy with her just falling on him and trying to hold him down while. I thought they could have just had it where she pushed him off the ladder and he's incapacitated but yeah it it works I suppose uh yeah so Rey Mysterio in the meantime grabs the uh the, I was gonna say the belt but that's not the, not what this is about grabs the belt while, while Dominic's been adopted by Eddie because Ray's gone off in a completely different match Ed, Eddie, Eddie's shown him the way now <laughs> um yeah Ray uh collects the custody papers uh wins the match um all the way through the match, Michael Cole's talking about the fact that it's all about the custody, but not for Eddie Guerrero. It's just about beating him. He's quick to point out that now Eddie's Norton 7, though. So is it about the custody or is it about the, the record against him? Make your mind up, Michael. Poor old Michael Cole. Poor old Michael Cole. Poor old Eddie Guerrero, though. He gets smacked in the face with a, with a briefcase as well. Yeah, Ray slides back in, hits him in the face with a briefcase. I don't know why he lets him do it. He basically watches him into the ring and then lets him hit him in the face. No one lets him hit them in the face for a freak case. He essentially does. Okay, look, okay. there we go. And that's how that one finishes. Okay, um, so it's difficult to talk about this SummerSlam. Uh, it happens in August. Um, so in November, um, Eddie Guerrero is found dead having had a heart attack he was found with his toothbrush in his mouth so basically he had a heart attack and just died instantly he was on the road when he found him on a hotel hotel bathroom floor exactly um so yeah what is that so august september october three 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 months afterwards after this match after um throwing himself off ladder off ladders off um hooks and being really quick in the ring he he's dead um while on the roads which is really yeah it was very sad at the time um there are pretty big warning signs at the time like the size of him at this point he's, he's not huge. that we want to say he's, he was on anything at this time but no but he did have a history of um drug addiction and stuff which weakened his heart um previously and being that size probably wasn't natural to him. So Something didn't him, look right when you know, came out. You put him more strain on your heart, whether it's natural or whether he's, um, yeah, been taking any sort of um, steroids or any other drugs. But yeah, so it's pretty sad. Um, it's two episodes in a row we talked about dead wrestlers, but this one is very, very different circumstances, and a lot of people say that this is what. Um, Sort of triggered um, Chris Benoit into into a downfall, but we don't want to go back to, to retread old ground. No, um, let's uh, keep it light then. So the SummerSlam, um, the the card for this one included um, Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels, Legend versus Icon. I think was the tagline. I Is think that, that right? was the tagline. And it's true. And it's true. That's it was. Um, so the the story behind or 
So basically Hulk Hogan beats Shawn Michaels. The story of the match is Shawn Michaels dramatically overselling every single move. Um, the story goes that they were due to have a best of three series. Um, Shawn Michaels was supposed to win the first, then Hogan wins the second, Hogan wins the third, but about, uh, sorry, Hogan wins the third, but about 10 minutes before they went out for this match, Hogan decided actually, I'll just win all three. So Shawn Michaels reacted by just chucking himself off every single punch. He dived out of the ring, a big boot. He would go down, back up and down again. Yeah, um, quite unprofessional, but I found it absolutely <laughs> hilarious at the time. See, uh, you say unprofessional, I say I, I don't blame him at all. Especially no. when when these things are mapped out and say, yeah, okay, so one, one loss, one win, one win. The, the way Hogan, that a best of three Hogan, series yeah. should work. For right? Hogan to turn around and go, no, I'm just going to have a clean sweep after he fucked off and left the company and all the work that Michaels had done. He may have been, Michaels may have been a handful at times, but he was WWE through and through. He never decided just to no. head off and... And he wasn't racist. Chase the money. Yeah, and he's not, he was not, not a massive racist. So I'm completely in Sean's camp there, but I love Sean Michaels anyway. And he's always going to win hands down over Hulk Hogan. And what, in terms of you just, liking him? As gen- just in general, <laughs> like, just as a, as a wrestler. Yeah, Hogan could, he could wrestle. Hogan so. could even begin to lace Michaels with boots. No, definitely. Um, okay, so the back to the match itself. What did you think then, Chris? I, I really enjoyed it. It's As we were saying, it's fast-paced one this time. Without having a match length in front of me, I'm sure it didn't run as long as some of the other ones had. Do you think that that took away from it? Or? No, I quite enjoyed I quite enjoyed a shorter match time. I don't... It's one of those things now, especially now the product's gone the four or five hours of pay-per-view, that we have a short run die for a match. You actually quite enjoy it. You go, yeah, that's exactly how, how I want my matches to be. A load of good spots, tell a decent story, and then we have a result. But yeah, yeah so fast-paced. So yeah. what style rating would you give it? I am giving it a... Three and a half. I know it's not as high as some of the other ones we've had so far, considering I've been praising it. It was a good match. However, the audience really ruined a big chunk of it just by having absolutely no atmosphere whatsoever. I completely agree. So we already touched on the fact that it was on the back of a a brutal um, Matt Hardy Edge match. Um, the match that followed this was Eugene versus Kurt Angle. The you big could, one. You couldn't have had that as you you rest break between the two. It was yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so the crowd for me definitely played into a big match. So the previous ones they've been sort of hooked and into it all the way through, whereas the crowd in this didn't really seem to buy into the match until the last five ten minutes or so. Um, something else that really. Um, <laughs> counted against this one for me was the, the commentary team. It's just not the same as having King and JR or anyone else. And I think that m- matches like that, like standalone, if you're watching it week to week, you, you're more in, into the story yeah. and stuff. But if we're going back and watching it, it's difficult to be engaged with the story if you haven't got commentators who care. Who, well, or yeah, who appear to who, care. Who appear to care, exactly. Um so I'm going to give this one a three-star rating. Um, I thought the match itself was really good. Um, just the, the things around it maybe didn't um, work for me as well. We've not really talked about how ridiculous it is, the fact that a, a, the custody of a child was decided in a ladder match either. I want more, I want more things like this to be decided in a ladder match. Forget 
championship contracts. I want everything like this to be decided. I want to decide wage increases, union membership, what the canteen serves. Everything, everything should be on top of a ladder. No tiles, just general day-to-day things. What do you want to watch, EastEnders or Corrie? No, ladder match. Remote, ladder. remote on the ladder. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, it did make me chuckle as well, just before the match. Michael Cole says, for the first time ever in WWE history, it, uh, chi- the custody of a child will be decided in a match and a ladder match. Pretty sure we haven't seen a second one. but Regular occurrence back in the territories, I'm yeah. sure. Just <laughs> Must have been. Um, yeah, so I've given it three, you've given it three and a half. Um, the official rating was a three and a half, so we've split out. 3.25, so we, we've tended to agree. Um, any other closing comments before we tease what the next episode will be? No, I'm just very excited with where the product is going at the moment, regardless of us delving back through the annals of history. Oh, we're jumping back we're forward jumping, 14 we're jumping years. Forward, we're jumping forward 14 years today. <laughs> we're going to ruin... The butterfly effect is going to be in full effect here. Yeah. I've used the word effect too many times in that sentence. We won't for it anymore. But yeah, I'm very excited for what's coming, even with Brock Lesnar still having having the title yeah. again. S- something else you mentioned. So I could definitely um, feel like we could just sit and watch the rest of SummerSlam on the back of that now, just to get to the, to that main event. But yeah, let's let's try and keep uh, some matches for us to watch uh, retrospectively. We will do, as I, as I say, but... Times are good, the past is good in WWE, the future looks promising. So, tee it up for the tease for the next one for our dedicated fan base. Okay, so the next episode, we're going to go back five years um, to the year 2000. Um, what is considered probably the best ladder match of all time? Um, there is. This is the first time that we will see multiple, so more than two competitors in a ladder match. And I think that's enough of a tease for now. I think that'll give it away. Do you think? Yeah, I think everyone's got it, but that's fine. They're looking forward to it. Oh, well. Right, see you later then, Chris. Thanks very much. No worries. As always, you can follow us at Select Match Pod. Thank you for listening. <laughs>